he had never once shown it. He was loyal, diligent, even helpful, but for the most part, impossible to read. However, the longer Monk watched him, the more he realized Orm's respect was necessary to his success, and more than that, he actually wanted it. The thought jarred inside him. He could not remember ever before having cared what a junior thought of him. The lighter was only twenty feet ahead of them now, and slowing as it made way for another lighter crossing its bow, which was laden with casks of raw sugar from a schooner moored fifty yards away. The ship was riding high now, with its load almost gone, its huge canvases furled, spars bare and circling gently as it rocked. The police boat plunged forward and to port as the other lighter crossed to starboard. The first man leapt aboard, then the second, pistols drawn. Phillips was the one case Durbin had not closed, and it had remained, even in his last notes, a still-bleeding wound in his mind. Monk had read every page since he had inherited them from Durbin, along with the job. The facts were there, dates, times, people questioned, answers, conclusions, resolutions as to what to pursue next. But through all the words, the letters, sprawled and jagged, burned the emotion. There was an anger far deeper than the mere frustration of failure or the injured pride at being outwitted. There was a deep, scalding fury at the suffering of children, and a pity for all the victims of Phillips's trade. And whether Monk wanted it to or not, it scarred him, too. He thought about it when the day was ended and he was at home. It invaded the peace of mealtimes. It intruded into his conversations with his wife, Hester. Very little else had ever done that. He sat rigid in the stern of the boat now, aching to join the men on the lighter. Where were they? Why had they not reappeared with Phillips? Then he understood. They were on the wrong side. Phillips had judged it exactly. Knowing they would have to pass to port to avoid ramming the other lighter, He had gone to starboard and jumped again. It was risky, but he had nothing to lose. When they caught him, he would be tried, and there could be only one verdict. Three Sundays later, he would be hanged. "'Get the men back!' he shouted, half rising from the seat. "'He's gone to starboard! On the other lighter!' They must have realized it, too. Orm took the other oar, unshipped it, and began to pull hard to bring the boat astern of the first lighter. The two men returned, leaping down, sending the boat rocking violently. This was no time to change places with Orm. The other lighter was already twenty yards away and heading towards the dock. If Phillips made it before they caught him, he would disappear among the boxes and bales, the tea-chests, rum and sugar-casks, the piles of timber, horn, hides, and pottery that crowded the quayside. Monk's body was rigid, the wind blowing in his face sharp with the smells of salt and fish on the outgoing tide. Catching Phillips was the one thing he could still do for Durbin. It would justify the trust Durbin had placed in him after knowing him only a few weeks. They had shared nothing of daily life and routine, only one case of a horror almost beyond imagination. The lighter ahead passed out of sight for a few moments, hidden by the stern of a five-masted schooner. Monk watched intently. It seemed to take far too long to reappear. Was Phillips catching a loose rope, 
calling out for help from the stevedores, anything to board the ship? If so, Monk would have to go back to the station at Wapping and get more men. Anything could happen in that time. Orm must have seen the possibility, too. He hurled his weight behind his oar, shouting at the other men. The boat leapt forward, and the lighter appeared again, still comfortably ahead of them. Monk swiveled to stare at the hull of the schooner, but there was no one on the ropes over its sides. The stevedores on the deck were still bent-backed, hauling casks up out of the hold. Relief swept over Monk as they closed on the lighter. Another minute or two and they would have Phillips. The long chase would be over. With him in custody, it would only be a matter of waiting for the law to take its course. The police boat came alongside the lighter. Again, two armed men boarded and came back moments later, bleak-faced and shaking their heads. This time Monk swore. Phillips had knocked.